ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 192nd ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, later in the show, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, it's beginning to look like the uh, Jordan Spieth Invitational at the Masters in Augusta, as he now has a five-stroke lead. Uh, which leads into my highlight of the week from yesterday, which was watching Jordan Spieth uh, shoot a 64 in the opening round, one shot off the all-time majors record, which of course would include the master's record, which was a 63. And uh, I was watching yesterday, and it was just amazing to see uh, a true masterpiece by any standard. And uh, today so far, he's four under, thereby bringing him to 12 under for the tournament. He's on around the 12th hole. And he is just looking uh, unbeatable at this point. But it's only Friday, so we'll have to wait and see. Strange things happen at the Masters on the weekend, as we all know. And... uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It always is, no doubt about it. And uh, yesterday was also interesting, of course, for the return of Tiger Woods after a two-month or so layoff uh, and preceded by simply the worst rounds of his professional career. Uh, so there was a lot of buildup. He only announced a week ago today that he was actually, actually playing in the Masters. And so it was one of those true uh, moments where no one, including Tiger himself, had any idea what to expect yesterday. And all in all, I thought he played pretty well. He finished at one over. Uh, His chipping and putting were adequate. His driving was less than adequate, which was what got him into a little trouble. But, you know, he was showing signs of the old tiger grinding, uh, getting in some trouble, but getting out with some pretty impressive shots. So it was great theater between watching. I think a lot of people watched into watched tuned in to see Tiger, uh, like myself, and then ended up being dazzled by uh, what Jordan Spieth was doing, which was really again special, and uh, it was also. Great to see Jordan Spieth interviewed by Tom Rinaldi of ESPN after his round, and I just could not have been more impressed. Obviously, doing what I do, I take great 
notice of interviews and demeanor, what have you. And I just, uh, you know, I've seen him interviewed before, but, uh, you know, didn't quite have an opinion on him one way or the other, but he's clearly compelling and likable. And I like him even more after what I saw yesterday. I thought he was just handled it beautifully. He was humble, yet confident, and just uh, struck the perfect tone for, again, missing the all-time record for a major of 63 by only one stroke. This was all preceded, of course, by what was... uh, We'll call it uh, highlight 1A of the week, which was, of course, Jack Nicholas getting the hole-in-one on Wednesday in the par-3 tournament. 75 years old, uh, overshot the hole a bit and spun back. Just absolutely great theater. He's never had a hole-in-one at Augusta. Stunning to believe, six-time champion. Uh, so it was just perfect. And best of all, he called the shot. Uh, speaking with uh, Scott Van Pelt earlier in the day, uh, referenced getting a hole-in-one, which he did. So uh, only Jack Nicklaus can do that. It was great to see he and Arnie Palmer and, of course, Gary Player uh, kick off the round with their first tee shots yesterday morning. So it should be a great, great weekend of viewing. Uh, how competitive it will be, tough to say. Uh, but it could turn into another 1997 <clears throat> runaway that year by Matt, by Tiger. So he announced his arrival to the golf world. And then, uh, uh, even though it was a complete blowout in 1997, it's one of those, you know, you remember where you were weekends. Uh, I literally remember being in the Denver airport that Saturday afternoon when he was crushing the course and the competition uh, and just never forgetting it, even though, again, it wasn't competitive, but it was compelling. Uh, so we'll see what this weekend holds. My low light of the week was the retirement of Troy Palomalo from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, as my listeners know, I'm a, I grew up in the Pittsburgh area, covered the Steelers at the beginning of my career, and Troy Palomalo was one of a kind, a true, rare breed, unique, uh, both with his look and his play. Uh, he's one of those rare NFL players. You turn on the TV, you instantly notice him because of the hair. And if you didn't notice him because of that, you'd notice him because of his play. It was kamikaze style in every way possible and just genuinely a uh, special, unique player. Some great tributes coming in all day as it became official today, both over Twitter and Ryan Clark on ESPN, his former teammate, really uh, put together a nice package. And he said what I've always believed, uh, the greatest play of his career, without a doubt, was that interception a couple years ago against the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. He sealed the game. He took it in for a touchdown as he weaved across the field. It sent the Steelers to the Super Bowl. It was, uh, you know, it's still going on, but it was, in many ways, the absolute height of, you know, the Ravens 
Steelers rivalry, which is really the best thing going maybe in all of sports right now and has been for a few years. And, and that was like the pinnacle of it all, the way I felt. And so he will be missed. You know, it may be a low light for all us NFL football fans and Steeler fans. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, for him, I think it's a highlight. If ever a guy seemed together and poised to move on to whatever his next career may be, uh, it's Troy Palomalu. Again, unique style, unique individual, and, and someone who's, uh, I believe, going to have great, great things ahead. And my bizarre story of the week was Grayson Allen coming out of nowhere off the bench in the national championship game on Monday night with the baby face of his uh, to lead Duke to the national championship. Uh, you know, he single-handedly just ignited that team. When he came in, they looked dead. Wisconsin had a nine-point lead midway through the second half with Duke's two best players uh, on the bench with serious foul trouble. At that moment in time, it was like, okay, that's it. Uh, Wisconsin's going to, looks like they're going to win this game. And Grayson Allen just changed everything with his defense, with his just intensity, uh, <clears throat> going after loose balls, muscling up to the basket, three-point plays, all of it. Uh, so hats off to him. It was really special to watch. And, uh, and hats off to Duke and Coach K. I've interviewed Coach K, uh, as I've said many times on this show. Was impressed then. I'm even more impressed now. Special individual, and uh, he is now in rarefied air with uh, John Wooden. He may only have five to Wooden's ten, but <clears throat> everybody agrees it's tougher now to do it. And what he's doing these days is just uh, truly incredible as he, uh, you know, figures out the one-and-done era and uh, gets it done yet again. So... Uh, with that said, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from outside the huddle likes to say, it's time to pay some bills. So let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, AP Stedham, Abama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of BAM Magazine. And, A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good, John. I'm just out here in the country. It's raining. We're trying to have a fish fry, but I'm not sure we're going to make it. Oh, well, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like fun. Um, yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah. It sounds great, actually. Uh well, AP, I ended the previous segment talking about Grayson Allen uh, coming off the bench to, in my mind, lead Duke to the national championship uh, on Monday night. I know Tyus Jones was the most value, most outstanding player. I don't necessarily dispute it, but for that one game, uh, I felt Grayson Allen just ignited that team when it looked dead in the water. Uh, what were your thoughts? John, guy marked down in history as a trivia question of players. Um, I think that's the, the word that uh, Mike Krzyzewski used, and he ignited them. He he played like he owned the gymnasium that that evening. I mean, he got that ball at the top of the key every time, and drove hard to the right against a taller player. Went up strong, and, and you would you would think he's out and uh, playing in the pickup game. Perfectly said. He act, he, he, best description I've heard yet, AP. He looked like he owned the gymnasium. And, you know, it was interesting, too, because, you know, I noticed him on Saturday during the semifinal against Michigan State. Just, you know, he, he just has that baby face, and I kind of looked at him. And then he came out late in the game with that, you know, really garbage time, but, you know, with that monster dunk showing that intensity. And I think uh, you know he kind of served notice a little bit that he was uh, he was a player, and so I think when he came in on Monday because of what he did on Saturday, I think he just came in as like a different guy. I think Saturday's semifinal game was a huge confidence booster for him, and probably for Coach K to put him in. Yeah, John. I mean, when you watched him play, there was such determination on his face and his in his uh, body moves to the basket, 
I mean, in football, you can see the extra effort when somebody's carrying a football or, you know, making a tackle. But in basketball, I mean, that's the most uh, determination I've ever seen displayed on the court, I think. Yeah, I mean, you can look right in their eyes uh, and see their full, you know, full facial, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, he, he was just special. And, again, you know, Wisconsin, uh, you know, I think – a lot of America liked Wisconsin. Everybody kind of liked the story. Again, you know, they're up nine with, you know, midway through the second half with Duke's two best players on the bench. And, you know, Okafor and, and Justin, uh, Justin Winslow, and, and they just could not close the deal. And in fact, Duke was running away from them at the very end. I mean, Duke won the game sort of handily, you know, I mean, uh, even though, you know, even though Wisconsin was still technically alive in that last minute, it, it was a miracle time, shall we say? Yeah, I, I was really surprised Wisconsin had the lead um, seniors on the court veteran team, and they couldn't take advantage to execute down the stretch. I mean, that's when these type of games, literally two or three possessions, you are the two halves. A couple times, if you're running your offense correctly, you're off a shot. And I know Wisconsin people, they, they had to feel very bad on that, on that ending. Before you get to that point, it was within grasp. They could have beaten, but it was their night at the end. No, it really wasn't. And, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, the win against Kentucky just took everything out of them. You know, as I referenced last Friday, you know, it just, it was like, and, and since the game, of course, you know, it was a lot like uh, the 1980 U.S. Olympic team's win over Russia, where, you know, it was such an unlikely, you know, historic victory, uh, but yet they still had to play the big game. And in that case, they, uh, the Olympic team had to play Finland that Sunday morning in 1980 to get the gold medal. And, you know, I felt kind of the same way after Wisconsin beat Kentucky. Just that, you know, I, I, I think the fatigue finally showed up in those last nine, nine, ten minutes of the game. Not just physical, mental. You know, just, I think they just didn't have it. And what better example than, you know, uh, Decker, who just, Joe Decker, who just really didn't look like the same guy he had looked like throughout the tournament. Not even close, as a matter of fact. Yeah, he was a little bit sluggish at the end, John. He he was missing his shot. So if you're you can't be successful on the perimeter, and you've got to get to the basket somehow. You know, he's he's tall. He, he should have been able to use his height, but it didn't work his, his advantage that evening. And when you have one of your stars having a difficult night, it's very difficult to win. Unless the other person has a superstar night. So Kaminsky was solid with, I think, the 20 points and 11 rebounds. But it wasn't enough. Right. Well, he shot an air ball from three to begin the game. And then he later had another air ball from three. And this is the guy who was making, you know, memorable threes. 
uh, throughout the tournament, uh, most notably the step-back jumper that basically was the dagger to beat Kentucky. And, uh, you know, and in between, he didn't do much else either. I mean, it was just, uh, again, it's just like, I think it just all caught up with him. Kaminsky had a good game. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's no way to say it other than, you know, youth was served. I mean, they had the energy at the end of that game, and I think they got it right from Grayson Allen, and it just transmitted into the end of the game where, you know, Tyus Jones particularly just took over, the freshman. And, uh, you know, that was that, title number five for Coach K. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, he picked him up uh, off the bench, tremendous lift. And, you know, Duke, they're very, they, very often they keep their poise. So it was another tight ball game for them, a championship situation, and and you knew that it was going to be a, a difficult uh, victory if Wisconsin was going to come out uh, with the win. Yeah, and and I'm glad you said that because you know you you cannot overstate the impact of poise. You know, I was watching that game and thinking, you know. You're in, you're out. Coach K gets these guys. And in this particular case, it was pretty glaring because you had the poise exhibited by freshmen against a senior-laden team who had been to the Final Four last year in Wisconsin. Yet, in the final five minutes, it was Duke and these freshmen that really showed the poise. And, you know, you just have to, again, tip your hat to Coach K because that's not an accident. I mean, this has been going on for for a couple of decades now with Duke showing up with these players that have this tremendous poise. Uh, no different than a few years ago with like the likes of Kyle Singler winning the national championship and just on and on throughout the years. They, uh, you know, and that, and that's Coach K right there. There's no other way to say it. He's clearly seeing something in these players. That is, uh, you, you yeah, know, that's special. Freshman, uh, what did they score? Sixty points heading. Uh, yes. You thought that would have been uh, Kentucky with with all those young players would have done those things on that Saturday to get by Wisconsin, but it ended up being freshman who was the star of that tournament. Exactly. Well said. And, you know, sticking with college basketball, we've talked a lot about coaching changes and, of course, Alabama, whom you cover. And they hired a pretty big-name coach. I know that you mentioned his name a while back, uh, Avery Bradley. And, indeed, that's who they hired. And, uh, you know, he's a big-time personality. I think it's a pretty good hire. How, what do you think? And what do the people of Alabama think about it? Yeah, John, he, he won the press conference, which is – Oh, that's kind of an important thing when the young people get to see the coach for the first time. So Avery Johnson, um, I, I think what happened, John, when uh, Greg Marshall down in Alabama, all those numbers were thrown into the wind. People got word of Alabama's going to step up big time and pay three, four million dollars to their basketball coach. Then you saw some names jump into the picture that would have not applied otherwise. And, and Avery Johnson, he's 50 years old. He had some success in the NBA. And his son plays for Texas A&M. He was part of some of those AAU teams in Texas. So he, he was able to be around that recruiting process and with his son. 
And so it was well-known in that state, and that state is loaded with talent. So uh, and Avery Johnson, I, I think, was a good choice under the circumstances. All the young kids know him from watching him on ESPN as an analyst. They know him from watching him uh, as a coach in the NBA. So I, I think it was an excellent hire by Bill Battle. He recovered when Greg Marshall turned him down. And he got a lot of publicity with that hire. And now it's just a question of you're hiring people on your staff that are familiar with the college game. He retained Antoine Petway, who was a former point guard at Alabama, very popular with the AU coaches in the state. So he's got that territory taken care of. Now he has to branch out, get somebody who knows some other territories. And maybe if um, he doesn't feel he's confident with the X's and O's, hire a good bench jockey. Right. There you go. Well, a lot of upside, you know. Uh, I mean, Alabama, big-time athletic program, to put it mildly. And now, uh, you know, and Avery Johnson is a big-time name. So, you know, I, I think it could, could turn out well for, uh, for, the, for the Tide because he, he's capable of taking them to some special places, and they certainly have the... Uh, you know, the money, facilities, and reputation to, uh, you know, to help, to, to help him get there. Yeah, yeah, John, studying his background, I mean, he went to school at a junior college in New Mexico, started at a school in Oklahoma, transferred to Southern University, played for an ex-coach, Ben Job, who actually lived in Montgomery, Alabama, now at the press conference. Uh, I mean, then he was a agent in draft. The Supersonics. Um, I had a website today. I spoke to Derek McKee, who played with them. Uh, Corey Deans was a guard from Loyola Marymount that was drafted in the third round, expected to be the point guard and make the roster. And Avery showed up and just beat him out. They kept Avery and cut Corey. And then he had this magnificent journey 16 years in the NBA, played with for six teams, uh, ended up hitting a winning shot at for San Antonio when they won the first title up at Madison Square Garden. So he can come through roots and tell that uh, uplifting story. I mean, he was pro- he's probably not as good as some of the people he's going to be recruiting, and he was able to stay in the NBA for 16 years. So he can relate that story to these young players. That's pretty impressive, to say the least. I mean, we're, uh, you know, that's serious credibility. It really is, and I'm a big believer in that. I mean, you know, we've, there's been a lot of chatter along those lines with Chris Mullen taking the job at uh, St. John's, and, you know, people, a lot of people saying, well, the kids today won't remember him, but, you know, the same could be said of Avery Johnson, but, you know, uh, I'm not buying that argument. I, I simply think that, uh, you know, if you did it, no matter when, I mean, all they have to do these days is Google you, and they'll see everything you need to see. And what you just said about Avery Johnson is, you know, uh, is going gonna, is gonna to play well in the living room, shall we say. Uh, you, you said exactly right. The, the kids are very savvy. They'll Google and find out about Avery. And the feedback so far on the three people that signed with Alabama, they're, they're so excited to, to show up in Tuscaloosa. And one is supposed to make his announcement on paper. So he has... He kind of decommitted from Alabama, but he still kept him on the list. So but I believe he'll end up signing with Alabama. Uh, he's a Mr. Alabama. 
And then they're all, they also have one scholarship available, and I've heard they got calls from elite players that once they learned that Avery Johnson was named to Alabama. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm sure you're excited, and I'm sure the people in Alabama are excited. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, they, they, they got the name I think that they needed, and uh, so it'll be great. Uh, but right now, AP, it's time for our break. We have a lot to get to on the other side. Busy sports week, as always, and uh, I know you're sticking around, so we'll talk a few other topics after the break. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., I referenced in the first segment as my low-light or sad item of the week that uh, Troy Palomalo has officially retired the tributes are pouring in this morning, and uh, you know, being from Pittsburgh and having covered the Steelers throughout the years, uh, he was one of a kind. So I know you love football, and so I got to get your thoughts on the retirement of Troy Palomalo. He, he sure was one of a kind, John. He had that unique hairdo, which drew attention to somebody right away. You know, drew attention to himself right away, and he was a big time hitter. And had tremendous instinct, was strong, and playmaker, a uh, good locker room person, 
thing you'd want to this represents University and the, the city of Pittsburgh and, and the NFL. Yeah, he was really something. I mean, he basically invented or at minimum trademarked the, you know, timing his leap over the line. Uh, you know, seeing his highlights today, he did that so often. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, uh, you know, and didn't always work. Sometimes he uh, mistimed it. And, you know, but truly special, hard hitter. You know, and I talked about his most memorable play in my book, which is pretty easy, actually. Uh, you know, the interception to seal the AFC championship game a couple years ago against the Ravens. Just an absolute bloodbath of a game at the height of, you know, that rivalry. Ray Lewis, Palomalu himself, James Harrison, all of it. And, you know... He made that great interception when uh, Flacco, you know, had the ball, was in a position to drive Baltimore down the field to win the game and go to the Super Bowl. But yet he made it, and the interception was great. But what we'll always remember is the weaving run from one side of the field to the other and then diving into the end zone, thereby literally putting the Steelers in the Super Bowl. That, to me, is, is the play that will live forever where he's concerned. Yeah, John, he was just a person that you could count on, so dependable, shirt player, and he had a nose for the ball. I mean, you always felt when you watched him during the season that you're going to see highlights with him, you know, making an interception and knocking the ball loose, recovering a fumble. I mean, he's just a coach's dream. He really was, and Dan Rooney and Mike Tomlin, not surprisingly, had really, truly wonderful things to say. I mean, again, special player, you know, next stop Canton, for sure. That's a no-brainer, and uh, really the face of the franchise, uh, you know, throughout the past decade, uh, certainly on defense and along with Ben Roethlisberger, uh, just really, you know, haven't seen anyone like him before, quite like him. And I don't know that we're going to see anybody quite like him ever again. I mean, just again, when you combine the hair with, as you said, nose for the ball, that perfectly said, and then, you know, game-winning victories, really something. And, and, you know, to me, one of his, what could have been his trademark play that wasn't, uh, in that epic Steeler victory over the Indianapolis Colts and Peyton Manning, Back uh, six, eight years ago, when Joey Porter and, and that group, Troy Polamalu made that fabulous interception uh, that really would have turned the game around, and, and uh, the, the refs got it wrong. <laughs> they just simply didn't give him credit. It was, that game was in the old RCA Dome. That was the famous Mike Vanderjeck miss after the Jerome Bettis fumble. And that game had many, many memorable plays, two of which I just mentioned. But what got that game really, really going was that play. I don't know if you remember it, but certainly all Steeler fans will always remember it. And, again, that was one of the worst calls ever. And luckily they won, so it didn't, you know, wasn't an issue. But, boy, it would have been had they not won. Yeah, John, he, uh, he was always there when they needed him. And uh, like I said, his next stop will be Canton, Ohio. 
and I don't I don't see him having any trouble getting to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. Uh, and you know, and by the way, let me just close by saying that I'm looking at an autograph picture of Troy Palomalu, given to me by my college president a few years ago, who was, uh, you know, who had interaction. My college is in Western Pennsylvania, an hour and a half from Pittsburgh. So he had uh, uh, met and known Troy Palomalu and came to Boston for a visit and we met and he surprised me with this beautiful picture of Troy Palomalu autographed, literally looking right at it, prominently displayed as you would expect in my office. And, uh, and yeah, now, now all of a sudden it seems like an even more special item. John, just keep that close by and not that, not that out of your sight. Yeah, exactly. Um, we know AP sticking with uh, football, as we like to do. Uh, attorney David Cornwell, Cornwall, high profile uh, man around NFL circles, uh, had quite an interesting statement today, which was that Jameis Winston is ready for the NFL on the field, but is not ready for the NFL off the field. Uh, that, that's a wow, to say the least, because he's, he's, again, widely known uh, and quite a bold statement, to say the least. Yeah, John, usually they're, they're such strong advocates, they tend to embellish the characteristics about their client. And this is one of the very few times that I can recall that an agent said something that may be in the negative file. Uh, because normally everything is roses, a bit of roses. Uh, it reminds me of that movie, I assist and he was at a press conference and he got so annoyed, kind of blurted out something about the, the client he was representing and they, he was blackballed from the industry. So <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. And I, and I think, uh, uh, Will Smith was was uh, the person he was uh, said something at, I guess. Yeah, well, it is a wow. I mean, you and I had basically agreed last week uh, after you saw Jameis Winston in the combine at Florida, not combine, pro day at Florida State uh, about 10 days ago that, you know, you astutely observed, you know, Lovey Smith giving him a hug sometime, at some point during pro day in Tallahassee and you and I, you know, had basically come to the conclusion the Bucks are going to take them, and I still believe they will, but uh, that statement is going to hang out there, shall we say. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, from what I heard, John, I didn't see the, the full report, but somebody mentioned that as soon as he made this statement, or shortly thereafter, he'd said something to the effect, no one is ready for the off the field. Ah, okay. A little bit of a qualifier. Okay, I hadn't heard that, but... Uh, yeah, I, I just happened to hear that when I was driving up here today. All right. Well, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch, and, uh, yeah, um, he is, at minimum, one thing is for sure, you know, there's no margin for error with him. By that, I mean if he as much as gets a traffic ticket... There is going to be an outcry 
likes of which we haven't heard in a long time. Put it, put it that way. I mean, there's just, you know, a short leash would be an understatement for him. The microscope is on Jameis Winston from here on out. And uh, I'm sure he's aware of that situation, but he'll have to face a lot of temptations and you'll see his level of maturity by his, his actions. Yes, it is definitely going to be, uh, you know, appointment viewing the Jameis watch. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to say the least. And, uh, yeah, NFL, you know, it's uh, before you know it, the NBA draft will be upon us. And, uh, yeah, these are exciting times and uh, with pro days and, uh, generally behind us, uh, you know, I went to the UConn Pro Day and wrote a story for the NFL Player Engagement website, which is nflplayerengagement.com. Uh, just appeared on the website this week, and it was really focused a lot on Byron Jones, who literally set the world record for the broad jump during the combine. That's pretty amazing if you step back and think about it. Um, he showed up big time at the combine with, you know, padded his stats, shall we say. And I, I for one, was just particularly impressed. So for me, I have now, a, you know, a personal interest in this draft because uh, I was really impressed with his demeanor, uh, you know, after he was done with his session, with his pro day session, talking with reporters, myself included, and very articulate, very, you know, just uh, compelling personality, to put it mildly. So I think, you know, the big question is, will he go first round or we go for Thursday night or Friday? That, that'll be interesting to watch uh, for people up here. That, and I know you'll be interested, too, with your Connecticut Connections. Yeah, John, he was spectacular at the Combine, and I'm glad to see that his uh, talents are being recognized, and hopefully he'll go to the right team and have a chance to display his talents. Yeah, well, speaking of the right team, he was asked if, uh, you know, being in New England, if he was interested in the Patriots, and uh, of course he said yes, but he also noted that his father was a lifelong <laughs> New York Giants fan. <laughs> and he and he took after his father, so you know he's the kind of player that the Patriots, uh, you know, drafting last obviously would have a shot to get because I, I think he's late first, early second. So we shall see. Yeah, you, you, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots have a keen interest in, in drafting him. Correct, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised either. They've uh, they've they've drafted UConn players before, so they they, they know all about nearby Yukon. Um, all right, well, AP, still got to get to the Masters. I'm anxious to get your take on that. And, uh, or should I call it the Jordan Spieth Invitational at this point? But uh, why don't we take our break now and we'll talk a little golf on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, and my pick of the week, weekend for appointment viewing, is no surprise, the Masters. And A.P., speaking of the Masters, Jordan Spieth is uh, dominating right now. I talked at the top of this show about... His near-record performance, one shot off the all-time majors, lowest round yesterday with a 64, and he's doing it again. He's 5-under, uh, 13-under for the tournament, 5-under today after 7-under yesterday, and uh, he's just really uh, putting on a show. Yeah, John, a young guy like that to, to win the Masters, that, that would be fantastic viewing for the audience. I guess my question to you would be, do you think as the weekend approaches, will he be able to set aside the the pressure and just continue to play well? I mean, maybe at that age, uh, he doesn't even recognize what what he's accomplishing at this moment. Exactly. It's a great question, AP. You know, that that is, you you know, if you had to put in... Hope for the rest of the, for the field, it would be that, that he, you know, may be so far out in front before the day's over that, uh, you know, he's just going to have too much time to think about it. He's 21 years old. I guess he's actually the youngest player, you know, ever to lead the Masters after the first day. He's actually younger than Tiger was in 97 or whatever. Um, and it's looking a lot like that Tiger year in 97, where he won by, I think, 15 strokes. and uh, But, yeah, the, the biggest thing he has to contend with is, uh, you know, between the ears, shall we say, because his game is, <laughs> is totally in place right now. And I think the only way that, you know, 
I think somebody, and, and Rory McIlroy specifically, has yet to is about to step on to the tee for his round today. Somebody has to have a great round and at least get in the picture by the end of today, I think, to at least, again, get him thinking. And it has to be a name player, someone that you know, might see a little bit in his rearview mirror, at least mentally. That's probably what's going to happen, John. Somebody has to get in contention to get close, and that competition that is, you know, getting your score will have a tendency to maybe rattle someone, and and he'll be tested. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, But he's a cool customer. You know, he's. Uh, there is a, a part of me that sees him as just, you know, he's been the hottest player in the world since Rory was the hottest player in the world, you know, when he won the three tournaments in a row, including two majors late last mm-hmm. summer. But since then, Jordan Spieth has, uh, has been the best player. Uh, and, you know, he's the, the, the Jordan watch has been in place for a while. So he's not some kid showed up out of nowhere. He's He's been, you know, anointed as perhaps the next great player for the last year or so. And uh, so, you know, there's a part of me thinking, okay, he, he's, he's fulfilling his destiny or taking the first, no pun intended, major step towards fulfilling his destiny and, you know, placing himself squarely on the world golf stage once and for all. Which is where a lot of people predicted he'd be. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, some people perform better when there's somebody breathing down their throat like that. And um, you know, just they just like to have that competition within sight. And it kind of pushes them to their excellence. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, just to our earlier point, I mean, perhaps his biggest enemy by the end of today will be you know, quote, complacency, that he might have such a big lead that, you know, a guy like him, and he is an an uber competitor, that, you know, complacency could set in like, you know, I got this. And that would be a dangerous way to think for the Masters. Of course, you know, I, I'm more likely to believe he he would do what Tiger did in 97 and basically run away and hide and win the thing by, you know, between 10 and 15 strokes, just like Tiger. And again, he, he's that kind of potential royalty in golf. I mean, that is how, you know, highly people have viewed him for the last couple of years and, and where he could go. So this may be it. This may be the, uh, you know, his entry onto, you know, the world stage. Yeah, John, is there anybody that, from that field, do you think might challenge him? To, you know, in his first day or so of, of competition, is there someone that you see out there or a couple of people that might uh, play well? Well, you know, I, I, you know, last I saw, the closest people to him were, you know, Charlie Hoffman at five or six strokes back, Ernie Els, who had a great round yesterday. Uh, you know, a few other big names were floating around. Uh, Jason Day and the like, and you, you know, again, some fairly big names, but now they're all a solid six, eight, ten strokes behind. You know, that's a lot, uh, to say the least. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be, uh, 
interesting to say the least as to you know where it all heads and, and I'm still showing it. So, interestingly one of the people so yeah I'm showing that you know he's still 13 under Charlie Hoffman's at 7 under and Ernie L's at 5 under at 3 under it's amazing how he does this every year as Angel Cabrera it's like he you only see him once a year but it's at the Masters <laughs> <laughs> he's won it twice I believe so uh, maybe someone like maybe it would be someone like him, you know, that could uh, make Jordan a little bit nervous. But we shall see. Um, hey, by the way, I noticed yesterday that uh, the NFL released its preseason schedule. Uh, we got a good one to kick it off here in Foxborough with uh, the Green Bay Packers coming in. Uh, I don't often get too excited for preseason, but I will say when I saw that, that they're very, literally the first person to show up, first team to show up here in Foxborough is going to be the Packers. So, got me a little excited, and with the draft coming, uh, the NFL is feeling real all of a sudden. Yeah, John, I came out yesterday, and I, I didn't have a chance to look over that preseason schedule because uh, that was always interesting as well. Uh, get a chance maybe to go to New Orleans this year, see a preseason game or or some other place close by. I'll, I'll try to take advantage of it. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's good to see. It can't get here soon enough. You know, we also have uh, that great time of year now with the, both the NBA playoffs and NHL Stanley Cup postseason, you know, getting underway. Uh, both Boston teams are alive. The Bruins shockingly lost last night, and they now need help to make the playoffs. The L.A. Kings are out. They are not in the playoffs this year, the defending Stanley Cup champions. That is a stunner. And then, uh, you know, the Celtics are in actually pretty decent position to make a run, but you know, it's going to be an exciting, it's kind of like, you know, to a degree, the playoffs have started in the NBA and NHL with teams, you know, these last couple games are going to decide, uh, which teams are in and which teams aren't. So it's playoff games for a couple, including the Bruins and the Celtics. You said, uh, John, LA Kings are out. Out. Hard to believe. Their season, yeah, their, that's a very surprising. Shocking. Yes, their season is over. And uh, we're under one minute now. All I can say at this point, watch out for the San Antonio Spurs. They're like hotter than hot right now. Obviously, championship pedigree, defending champions. And they are playing the best basketball in the NBA. I want to see Spurs Warriors in a playoff series. I think that could be awesome. That would be a good challenge, Steve. Curry against Duncan and company, and what's uh, touching basketball with San Antonio Spurs? I think they're really like it. So, together, a strategy, and San Antonio seems probably want to watch. And then for excitement, you're going to see Steph Curry with his dribbling. 
shows that he puts on on a regular basis and his shooting skills, he's tremendous. Should be great, AP, and thanks as always for your perspective, and thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.